Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 270, Top Financial Lessons Learned from 2022. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. My name is Jill. And today we are doing a fun episode that's a little out of character with our normal format so that we can cover the top four financial stories of 2022 and talk about what they've taught us, the bigger lessons we can take away and how this has been another really unique year for your finances. And so I'm very excited to kind of dive into something a little unique over here on Mm. the show. We love reflecting back. We love learning from the past to help inform the future. What's that saying? If we don't understand history, we're bound to repeat it. I butchered it, but you know what I mean. (laughs) And one of the lessons we're going to learn is that history does repeat itself. And there's not a lot you can do to keep that from happening. And so to know what to do and how to prepare is a big part of being financially responsible. There's no one-size-fits-all approach. Every year brings its own unique challenges, and we have to pivot for those unique challenges. Uh, And we don't typically cover financial news on the show, so it's going to be a nice little... uh, Fresh take on financial news, frugal friend style. (laughs) Dipping our toes into it. We'll we'll see how it goes. And speaking of seeing how it goes, learning new things, this show is brought to us by learning our lesson. For some of us, it takes many mistakes, lectures, even punishment, like standing in the corner, getting our mouths washed out with soap to finally learn our lesson. And even still, did we? Did we really learn it? While others just need to watch their siblings do all the dumb stuff and then choose the opposite. Whichever category you fall into, we've got another opportunity to learn some lessons and make some different choices. But this one doesn't involve soap or spankings, and it promises to be relatively fun. It's the one-week spending makeover. This is happening January 2 through 6. 
the 2nd to the 6th. We're hosting a free one-week challenge. It's going to have daily live lessons, a private Facebook community, tons of extra freebies, plans, looking back at the past, looking towards the future. How can you do values-based spending without all the guilt? Anyhow, it's all free. January 2 through 6, frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover. Go there, sign up, transform your spending, learn your lesson. Yes. And if you're hearing this episode during or after January 2nd through 6th, do not fret. There will be a replay so you can still get all the goodness that we are going through, or maybe you're out of town that week. Don't fret. Still, go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover to participate in what you can, and there will be a replay because we want everyone to have the opportunity to take part in this spending makeover to really, really get into values-based spending and really build a foundation for it. So we're very, very excited to help you do that. All right. So we don't have anything really to compare this episode to. So um, Goldie just threw some interview episodes up in here. So if you like Frugal Friends, if you like this episode and you're and you're wanting to hear more from us, uh, then check out episode 227. We've got money and life lessons from a hospice doctor with Jordan Grummet. I think that one actually is a pretty appropriate one. He, Jordan, uh, is a hospice doctor and has a really great perspective on especially financial independence. He's more in that space. And I just loved his balanced approach to it. And then we also have episode 209, Financial Adulting with Ashley Feinstein Gersley. And that one's also a really good one that has a lot of current events in her interview and in her book. So by the same name, Financial Adulting. So those are two great episodes to queue up after this one. Uh, but you may need a breather after this episode <laughs> because <sighs> it's we all going to be way too real. <laughs> yeah. Every, so every episode we we do, we, we figure that it's going to be relevant for maybe half the audience. Half the audience will be into it right now. And the other half may not be. They, another episode of our 269 other episodes could be right for you. We're all living today. If you're listening to this, you are alive today. And so we are all going, we're all going through this together. So glad you're here. Today. And we, there's going to be no scare tactics in this episode. It's all going to be hope, encouragement, strategy for the future. And that's what our goal is. Mm, so, mm, mm. okay. Okay. Yeah. I got to do a quick pivot over here then. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't, didn't I just want, that was a more of a reminder for Jill <laughs> yeah. than for you. No you, scare yeah. tactics, only uh-huh. hope. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So let's start with our four biggest financial lessons from 2022. Kick it off, Jill. Okay. This first article comes from Yahoo. Yahoo News, you know the one. It's titled, Why is inflation still so high right now? And when can we expect it to finally stop? I mean, the overall lesson to be learned is that inflation is not controlled. So bummer. We can't, we can't control <laughs> yeah. it or manipulate it. It's like one of those things that happens to us. But don't worry, there is hope in the midst of it. Some of the highlights from this article is just as we look back, 
over the last 30 years from 1989 to 2019, the annual inf- average annual inflation rate was 2.5%. So if you've definitely felt the pinch this last year, uh, yeah, because it really increased a ton. We saw it peak at 9.1% in July. The good news is, is that it is easing off. It has slightly eased for the second month in a row, Ooh, reaching 8.3% in August. Still really high, way higher than the average rate <laughs> for the last 30 years. But yeah, the that is the lowest figure, though, that we've seen in four months. So we're not going to get into all the different things that drive inflation. You could read the article further if you want to know, you want to take a deeper dive on inflation. We're not economists, although it's like it's a short read and you can easily understand it. But I think at the end of the day, what we're all still going to wonder is, OK, if I can't control inflation, it's going to happen. Sometimes it dips. Sometimes it rises. What can I do? Where is the hope? Where is my control and influence in this? And I think that's another good reminder for us to be considering a diversified investment portfolio. So thinking about some long-term solutions, knowing that there's going to be some unpredictable, uncontrollable ebbs and flows. This is another reason why we highly advocate, regardless of your income or wealth status, to start young. So if you're listening to this and you're 20s, fantastic. If you're in your 30s, that's great too. Others of you, there's still more tips to be had, but (laughs) you don't have to have a lot of money in order to invest and do well with your money, make wise choices. And this is one of those reasons we're seeing it right now, because sometimes it gets really, really tight and it causes all of us to freak out about our investments, about our gas bill, about groceries. And so starting starting young, even if it's starting small, diversifying your portfolio, those are going to be some of the things that are like that protection hedge around us so that we can kind of weather some of these storms a little bit more. And if you do want to learn a little bit more about recession-proofing your finances, we had a really great, like amazing, super eye-opening for me at least, interview with Megan Rebuse. That's episode 224. So if you also want to take a deeper dive into that, great episode, great tips there. Oh yeah, so much good stuff on inflation from her. Yeah, some more just tangible tips. You all already know this, but connected to this idea of inflation, we can be focused on our emergency fund. If we're wondering what's the best, most wise decision that I can make with my money that's going to help me in this regard, fully fund your emergency fund. We all know that's going to be different for everybody. Some of us, it's three months worth of living expenses. Some it's six. Some it's our deductible for our medical insurance, whatever it is for you, make that a priority. Get your emergency fund fully funded. Next is to pay off as many credit cards as possible. Typically, your credit cards are going to be your highest interest rate loans essentially. So if you've got if you've got unpaid credit cards that is accruing massive levels of interest, you're going to be kind to yourself, kind to your wallet if you focus on paying off the highest interest rate 
credit card first and just keep tackling from there. And then just continuing to get creative. All of the, this is where all of the other Frugal Friends podcast episodes come in handy (laughs) of how do I make wise choices, be intentional, spend around my values, save, invest well, just get creative in the ways that you can do well and weather the storms of inflation. Yeah. And it's also important to note that in it, prices are not inflating at 8% every month. This is a year-over-year increase. So it's not as bad as the news outlets might make it seem to be. So we're seeing, but it's still extremely high, right? Um, we're seeing like a 0.4% to 0.8% month over month increase, which is still crazy. Um, we usually you want to see the 0.2 or lower or less. So it's still like double what you want to see. But it is it is slowing down. So know that it's it's getting better and just take the short-term tips and the long-term tips. That's really all we can do with the lemons we've been given. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So our second lesson of this year uh in a news story coming from Kiplinger and it's Eight facts you need to know about bear markets. And the lesson here is bear markets still exist. They (laughs) are still. Yes, they are. It's that you're doomed to repeat history if you don't learn from it. Bear markets are are a psych. They're cyclical. Bear and bull markets are cyclical. So you can't always avoid bear markets just by by knowing what has happened in the past. But for you know for better or for worse we learn we have always learned a lot and implemented new laws and regulations so that we learn from the things from past bear markets so a bear market if you're unsure it's when they they take a broad market index like the S&P 500 and they use that as a benchmark and when that falls 20% or more from its peak then we are in a bear market. And they average happen around every five years. And the average drop decline is actually about 33% for a bear market. And before this bear market that we are in currently, we had not seen one for 11 years. 11 years. So the average bear market lasts about nine to 10 months. And we've only been in this one since June 2022. I know it feels like we've been in one for three years. Not the case. Um, We have been in this current bear market since June. So we're about six months in. So you're, I mean, you're going to be probably seeing this for a little while, while longer. We're maybe nearing the end of it, maybe midway. Who knows? Who knows? But as inflation starts to slow down, we could see ourselves get out of a bear market. But you're you're there. It happens. Yeah. Right? Wow. Is that the hope? Is that the hope you're dangling in front of me? We could that it will soon end be out of the bear market. <laughs> <laughs> Statistically, bull markets last way, way longer than bear markets. But we're in one right now, and it's nothing to be scared of. I love this quote from the Kiplinger article. It says, Most importantly, a patient long-term investor 
who is diversified in accordance with his or her age, stage in life, and risk tolerance, can not only wait out a bear market, but profit from it. Mm. Remember, the market can be miserable at times, but its long-term trend is always up and to the right. Mm. Remember that. The market is miserable right now, but its long-term trend is always up and to the right. Like over decades, we're always going up and to the right if you look at it over the decades. So our tips for weathering this bear market. Invest. Invest if you can, because the market is on sale. And we are, I mean, we're pretty much I probably mid mid bear, I would say. I do not speculate. <laughs> I only look at data. Uh, and it's showing we're probably about mid bear. So you probably have, you know, a good three or four months of stocks being on sale. We'll see. I don't know if it's uh, hit rock bottom. It's looking like it has. It is looking like it's going up. But again, we could see there's always this like we hit rock bottom and we go up a little bit and we, we go down a little more. So that's always a case that has happened frequently in the past as well. So if you can invest, start that Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. You have like three days <laughs> to start a Roth IRA to make it count for 2022. So do it now. Pull over to the side of the road and, and start one on your phone <laughs> so that you can get that, uh, get this extra year. Because you can invest in 2023 into your 2022 Roth IRA. You cannot start. To the best of my knowledge, there might be loopholes. You cannot start a 2022 Roth IRA in 2023, but you can invest in it up till April. Unless you have a time travel machine. Unless you have a time travel machine. In which case, you should use it more wisely than just going back to 2022 and starting a Roth. There are other tips for you. Mm -hmm. You can email me if you want those. (laughs) For those of us that don't have a time machine, start a Roth IRA today and... If you can, if you are prepared for those tips that we covered back in, you know, preparing for inflation, then then this is the time to do it. And choose diversified index funds. That's a second tip. You want to be as diversified as possible because it's not just, granted, it's not just U.S. stocks that are down. It's also international but sometimes they they tend to flip. So if US is down, international may be a little more up, yada, yada. But if you're in like a total stock market index, you're going to get a little bit of everything. So like right now, you know, when, when stocks are down, gold's a little up and you know, stuff like that. Get diversified and you can easily do that with four or less index funds. And then the third tip, probably the most important, is just don't look at your investments. Don't look. Put money in there and do not look. Uh, This is not the same tip that we give with your transactions and your budgeting. You should be looking at those. Don't look at your investments. It it will just make you sad. (laughs) And don't be sad. You have your whole life ahead of you. Yeah. Pretend you're playing hide and seek and just keep Mm -hmm. counting. Mm -hmm. Yes. And not looking. Covering up your eyes waiting for time to pass. (laughs) We'll tell you when you can look. 
Uh, no, we we won't tell you. <laughs> we are not oh, yeah. financial no, no, we advisors. <laughs> you look when it's when you feel like it's the right time for you, but um, probably not in a in a bear market is probably not the right time. <laughs> My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? Kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Okay, our next lesson learned comes from CNBC. This article is titled, High Mortgage Rates, Tight Supply, and Economic Uncertainty. Here's what's happening with home prices. So we won't do like the fear tactics, but CNBC might. Yeah. Yeah. I well, like that the actual URL is just like, what's happening with home prices? <laughs> that's, that's, the short, that's the short title. What's happening? What in the world is going on? I wish it's also said, yikes. Uh, well, yikes, what's happening? Ultimately, the lesson learned here is a housing crash is not coming. If this is Sorry what you to were your parents hoping who were for, hoping for that, yeah, I was hoping for it. Not gonna lie, I'm like, yeah, when this thing crashes, I'm swooping in, I'm sweeping it all up, swooping and sweeping. Nope. There won't be any of that, they'll be sitting and waiting and I don't know, I guess renovating it's the home I do have, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not. 
Oh, so here's some of the highlights from the article. A few bullet points for you is that even with increasing mortgage rates, home prices in August were still 13.5% higher than August of 2021 and roughly 40% higher than they were in 2019. So like you are right if you're thinking, my goodness, this like it's changed so much in three years. Yeah, it has. (laughs) Chances are it's not gonna it's not gonna fall drastically yeah chances are if you are not living under a rock you already know that yeah if you were though welcome yeah mortgage rates hit a 20-year high spiking over 50 percent in six months and so yeah the article goes through a lot of that having to do with the pandemic and some of the boom that we saw there but then we've also just continued to see this up into the right trend that we don't necessarily love with the housing market. Mm -hmm. The sharp rise in mortgage rates over the past several months has made housing more expensive for anyone needing a loan. And while that has some buyers pulling back and some sellers lowering what they're asking for, strong demand and tight supplies are supporting the prices. So as long as you've got that, you're not going to see a sharp decline. Yeah, it's so low, like the demand or the supply is still so low. Yeah, there is about three months of supply in the existing home market, which is about half of what is considered a balanced market. So we would need so, so much more supply to see a bit of a decrease in that. Hopefully we're not going to see like a crazy bike from here, but I don't think we're going to see, and everything is pointing to, we're not going to see a massive drop. Mm-hmm. We and, and of course, this is compounded by the interest rates. We saw the peak of 7% interest rates, uh, which meant one in eight renters could afford to buy a medium-priced home. In contrast, nearly one in three renters could afford to buy a medium-priced home just a year earlier when rates were 3%. So, I mean, there's so many things kind of stacked against here, but we are seeing that dip a little bit too, easing up, not going back to what we saw pre-2020, but becoming a little bit more reasonable, but still not going to see a crash. Mm -hmm. So, okay, the hope, what can we do here? Because some of this is drastically outside of our control. What are you going to do about three months worth of supply in the existing home market? Uh, I don't know. Maybe stick, stick <laughs> I don't where know. you I are. I ain't got nothing stick, for you. Stick where Good you luck. are. No, no swooping Bye. and sweeping. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But if you are buying, if you are in the market right now, I think certainly putting down as little as possible is can be a decent idea. Of course, you're going to have to look at your personal finances. And we did do an episode specifically on home buying in a really hot market. So if this is you, feel free to take that deeper dive with that episode. But putting down as little as possible can help you to have some more cash on hand. And then calculating the cost benefit analysis of buying points to reduce your interest rate instead of putting down a larger down payment, it could be advantageous to purchase some of those points for a lower lower interest rate for you. 
And then calculate all of your costs in the home buying process while keeping refinancing in mind. If you get a high interest rate, we're talking kind of that between five to 7%, plan to refinance in the next two to three years. So keep that in mind as you purchase your home. The reality that in a few years, hopefully you'll be able to get a better interest rate on your home and you can plan to refinance in that time and then have a better rate for the duration of your mortgage. Yeah. And that was episode 219, the home buying tips. Yeah. I mean, home prices are dropping a little bit, not as much as would make it like enticing to buy even with these high rates. But but know that, I mean, they'll go down. They will hopefully, gosh, I can't say anything will happen. They should Maybe. Um, so so it's probable that in two to three years, you can refinance out of that really high rate. It just makes it, it's just harder to qualify for a mortgage because of how high rates are right now and how high the prices are. But if you can get a house that's less expensive than it was earlier this year with the higher rate, if you can still qualify and you want to get in, do it because then you can refinance. You can't change the price of your home once you buy it. So if you can get in and the payment is in your threshold of what you can afford, do it and know you can refinance in two to three years. I mean, you can refinance in as few as six months, honestly. But I think, you know, it's safe to say within three years, I think we'll see a positive shift in interest rates. And by positive, I mean a negative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Minus. Less. Less than. Yes. Less. Less. Ooh, Jen, I'm excited for this next one. Oh, hot take Tony over here. Hot take Tony. Call me hot take Tony. <laughs> yeah. So our last one may not be the biggest story of the year, but is probably the biggest in the finance world right now. And that's the story of FT. X. And this is coming from, there were so many articles to choose from, (laughs) but I went with this one from Investopedia because I really like Investopedia. It's called The Collapse of FTX, What Went Wrong with the Crypto Exchange? And if you are not familiar with crypto, you might think that because crypto exchange is such a generic name for a fintech, you might just think that the entire cryptocurrency market has just collapsed. This is false. Not all of crypto has collapsed. But there are some things, and not even actually crypto-related, to be learned from this story. So the crypto exchange... It's just like an exchange. It's a when I say fintech, it's a it's a financial startup. There's a ton of them. There's so many. It's a financial startup where you could exchange different cryptocurrencies. Another one actually central to this story is called Binance. So there are there are others out there. This has nothing to do with the actual like like Bitcoin or Ethereum or or the cryptocurrencies. Crypto exchange was just a crypto exchange, a very, very unique name for what it is, just like Binance. And what ha- happened was, this is... Give it to us straight, Tony. Oh. <laughs> so it started on Twitter. Well, it didn't start on Twitter. It started, it started when a 
And actually, a cryptocurrency site found some shortcomings to FTX is the uh, short name, I guess, for the crypto exchange, even though their coin is FTT. So I'm not 100% sure why it's FTX, but I digress. So they found out, I think it was Coinbase somewhere, and they wrote a story, like a pretty scathing story on crypto exchange and Binance, who's actually a major investor, is a competitor, but also a major investor, made some comments. And then the CEO of the crypto exchange got all his panties in a bunch and he started being rude on Twitter. (laughs) And that was his downfall because then Binance was like, I'm pulling out all my stake in this exchange. And that uncovered even more to teach them a lesson. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Punishment. But here's the thing. That uncovered that the CEO's other business, which was a hedge fund, was actually taking money from the crypto exchange without the permission of the investors. And so it was essentially a Ponzi scheme. And this was all uncovered over the series of this. This article was the catalyst for it. This was all uncovered over a series of 10 days. And so what it's what this is teaching us not is that crypto is the enemy. Crypto is not the enemy. I mean, blockchain is going to be a really important part of banking in the future. In whatever way that looks like, I don't know. But it is like a really it will be an important technology to some extent. What I think that this should teach us is that, A, you should be prioritizing your retirement investments first. Crypto is something you play with right now, and it should make up no more than... It's Right now, it's about 1% of the currency market, so it should make up no more than 1% of your portfolio if you want to have some kind of marker. So prioritize your retirement savings first. That way, if you had money in FTX or any other cryptocurrency exchange, you are not suffering from this. Second is also, again, don't view crypto as the enemy. Crypto was not the enemy. It was the new shiny thing. And that's actually the real lesson of this whole story is don't rely on the next new shiny thing. The next new shiny thing is not going to save you. Long-term consistency in investing and long-term consistency in intentional spending and earning, those are the unsexy solutions to your problems long-term. And that's it. The next new shiny thing is not your savior. Wow. So that's the real lesson in this. I know. (laughs) I know. Hot hot take Tony over here. (laughs) (laughs) Boring Bob. Oh, gosh. (laughs) At least it's not boring Bill. Never. Never. But... Crypto was not the enemy in this story. It was the mismanagement of this company. Mm, mm. And so that brings us to our third tip. Due diligence is always worth the time and hassle. Mm. So whether you are buying a home, whether you are investing for retirement, whether you are listening to a podcast and the host says something that you're like, 
Well, I don't know if crypto is not the enemy. You do your own due diligence because it's always worth the time. It's always worth the inconvenience. The reason so many people lost money in FTX, and, and they weren't on the public market, it was all um, you know private investors. They lost so much money because they wanted to be on the cutting edge of the next new shiny thing. And so they just put money in. And they just played on their Super Bowl ads. Do you remember these? FTX was the one that had like crypto Super Bowl ads this year. Were they this the was ones? Them. Ah. They were them. They were the ones. Yeah. Whoa. So they were huge this year in the crypto space. They were huge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone was throwing money at them because on the outside, it looked like everything was working. But as soon as by so funny twist in the story, the CEO got rude. And then all this was the stock plummeted once Binance took their their stake out. And then Binance was like, I'm going to I'm going to come save you by buying you out, which is a funny thing, because FTX did that in like January and February, bailed out a lot of crypto companies and was kind of hailed as a savior almost of crypto. And uh, Binance was going to do that to them until they did their due diligence. Wow. And found out that the owner was using money for private stuff, funneling it to a different company off the books, like the accounting was obscene. So Binance, it was so bad, Binance decided to not buy. So due diligence, yeah, always worth the hassle. And investors would have lost a lot less money had they done some due diligence. Slow and steady wins the race. It's Mm -hmm. fun to play with new things and that's all fine and good too. But like, you're also okay if you just do like the traditional slow and steady due diligence. And this isn't to say to be afraid of new technologies and new things. We shouldn't be afraid. We should embrace them to the extent that we can afford to embrace them. Yeah. Cautiously optimistic. always do your due diligence. Wow. Uh, Thanks, Tony, for joining us on this show today. (laughs) Really well done. We could listen to you forever talk about all of the hot takes. So thanks for giving us my new podcast. crypto chicks thanks for enlightening us on a little bit of the background it it felt like the highlights and the reels that i needed without all the other fluff and you know what else we've got as our next segment we had tony but up next is the The bill of the the week time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the bill of the week. Hi, Jen and Jill. My name is Catherine and I'm from Boston. I'm so excited about this bill because I've anticipated calling in to share this for quite some time. So I graduated college this past May 2022 and was finishing school with $27,000 in student loans. They were all private and didn't qualify for the federal loan repayment program. 
I had made the decision when I was going into my senior year, so a little over a year ago, that I was going to pay off my loans as fast as possible starting the month after graduation, so in June. Fast forward to now in October, I just made my final student loan payment. The best part was while I worked to pay off the $27,000 in the past five months, I was able to max out my 401k and Roth IRA at the same time to ensure I was still investing in my future. I put quite a bit of my savings towards debt and most of my income from my two jobs went to debt payoff and retirement since I continued to live at home with minimal expenses. Shout out to my mom and dad. Your podcast has been so, so instrumental in me getting to this place, and I'm so thrilled and ecstatic to be debt-free at 22 years old. So yeah, that's my bill of the week. Thanks for all you do. Oh, Oh. Catherine. Catherine. You 22-year-old amazing person. (laughs) I was trying to come up with like some, some animal but you're just, you're an amazing person. 22 year old. You're an amazing animal. Beast (laughs) of a debt payoff finance wisdom connoisseur. This is incredible to have a plan Mm -hmm. before even graduating. And, And people aren't wrong to come up with a plan after graduation and getting all the bills in order and figuring out what to pay off. But my goodness, were you ahead of the curve to be thinking about it before you even graduated, then implement on that plan, pay it off so quickly. And while also maxing out your 401k Roth IRA, you are set up, Catherine. Yes. Well done. And fun fact, Catherine actually shared her story with us for our YouTube series, Debt-Free Stories. Yes. So starting soon, you're going to be able to see season one of Debt-Free Stories, and Catherine's story is one of those. And so we're very excited you'll get to hear a little bit more of her story, her background, and in hopes that it'll be an inspiration to you if you see yourself in a similar space. But we have we have a lot of debt-free stories from a lot of uh, different people, all relatable stories, I think. And Catherine is one of those. So thank you, Catherine. Well done, Catherine. If you all listening have a story about a bill that you paid off, if you're 22 and just slaying out there, or if you just like met a bill or you know a bill, I mean, we'll take it all. <laughs> Frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill. Leave us your bill. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H. 
M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. And now it's time for... Lightning Round. All right. So our vulnerable portion of the show... What was the hardest financial lesson you had to learn in 2022? So, gosh, yeah. I got to weed. I got to weed through them all. Think I back know, right? to all the difficulties. I think for me, and this is a lesson I'm still learning. I don't know that I have learned it. It's not like a past <laughs> tense thing. It's a present tense and ongoing. I feel I'm learning the same lesson. I can't do it all, all at once. And mm. this is tough for me because I am also doing better financially. Eric and I, as a household, are making more money. We have more understanding of finances and how to use them wisely, how to spend wisely, how to save, how to invest. And so I think sometimes it can frustrate me that even with all that knowledge, I still can't, and and increased income, I still can't do it all. Like there's still always going to be like the next thing or something that is a really great idea to do with my money, but I can't do it all. I can't cash flow renovations, wall, fully funding every single sinking fund, wall, maxing out a Roth IRA, wall, investing in all these other different types of portfolios. Like I just can't, I, I, it's not endless for me. I'm not independently wealthy like that. So I think the ongoing <laughs> lesson of continuing to prioritize, like, okay, but what's most important now? What is going to be the mile marker that's going to help me to know when sh when do I need to shift so that I don't get so swept up in one goal that I lose sight of another goal? But yeah, how to really kind of hone in on the priorities, but then also keep a pulse on when is it time to shift into the next thing that's going to be the best decision with my money. Yeah, I I think that's like a ongoing thing for me. I think yeah. I I was that's always going to be something I deal with too. So I'm I'm with you and know if you're there you're you're in good company. Yeah. 
Yes. There is permission, though, because of that. Like you it, you can't. It's not like, a, oh, I need to learn this lesson and do better and do all the things like the lesson is you can't do all of the things. So prioritize what's going to be best and most responsible for you right now and then keep reevaluating and making shifts. Mm hmm. Yes, definitely. What about for you, Jen? For me. So we bought another house in May and it was probably so we spent basically from January to May looking for something and uh, it was just hard. It was a hard season. And so I learned I don't want to be a real estate investor. <laughs> and that's that's hard. I mean, real estate investing is a great way to diversify your investments and power. You know, if if that's you and you love it, I hated it and I hated everything about it. And uh, I really wanted it to just be over all the time. <laughs> I actually had by the end of it had to be like, you do this without me, Travis. Mm -hmm. I can't. Mm -hmm. I cannot participate mm -hmm. in this. I'm unsubscribing from this drama. I am unsubscribing. <laughs> oh, I mean, you did do it in historically one of the worst time yeah. frames. And but... so if you're looking for a house in this market, I empathize with you. And I also don't envy you because I did it and I would not go back. And so if you're unsure... If this is the right time for you to buy, I'm never going to tell you to venture out in this market. Um, I'm also not going to tell you to be scared of it because we did it. We we made it happen and it's working for us. So it's this is such a unique time that it is and it is so dependent on what your gut says. It's so dependent on you and what you feel, your intuition, your gut, and you really have to listen to what your capacity is. And so that was a big thing for me is that I will not be becoming the real estate mogul that I had once thought maybe I would be. Mm. And that is me listening to me. Yeah. That's okay. You discover mm -hmm. and learn things about yourself along the way. This will still be a great thing for you all financially. And you just know you might not be collecting more properties. Right, right. And uh, it's uh, some people love it and some people don't. Yeah. And uh, I just also got a bad for where we're at. 20% of homes are being bought by um, investors and Florida is not slowing down yeah. in the way the rest of the country is with the home buying stuff. So it is still horrible here. And it's... It, it just left a bad taste in my mouth for many investors in this area, too. Uh, I don't want to be like them. I don't want to contribute to the problem in the city. But I also am thankful I get to be a landlord that actually lives in the city mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. that's what we need. And so yeah. at one point, it's, it's on one hand, I don't want to be the person I don't I have a bad taste in my mouth for now. And on the other hand, like, I'm glad I am because our tenants have been thankful to have a landlord that lives 10 minutes away instead mm -hmm. of one that lives in New York. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That's Lessons it. learned. Yes. So 
Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Um, We want to reiterate, instead of sharing a win or a review, we just want to reiterate that we have a free challenge coming up. Mm. Okay. And we just want to remind you that if you haven't already, go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover and sign up for this one week challenge. There's going to be daily live lessons delivered in a pop-up Facebook community and to your inbox. So you will get the same thing, just uh, a replay to your inbox. So don't worry if you don't have Facebook. And they're, they're recorded live during the day. So some people won't even be able to be there anyway. So you're going to get it no matter where you are. Even if you're listening to this after the 6th, there will be a replay. And the goal of this challenge is that in five days or less, you will have a clear picture of your past spending, specifically from the past 90 days, that will help you figure out your values-based spending, a foundation for that. And then you can implement a plan to improve your spending in 2023 that aligns with those values. And that's what we're going to do over this week. Um, You're going to leave with a plan for your spending that makes you feel happy, not guilty. So if that is something that you want to do, you want to spend well instead of not spending at all or spending too much, then go to frugalfriendspodcast.com slash makeover definitely before by January 2nd, but even if it's after January 2nd, still go. Mm, Let's do it. See you in January and see you next time. Frugal Friends is produced by Eric Sirianni. Jen, do I see the sparkly uh banner hangy thing <laughs> behind you oh yes Pink okay sparkle. So, so this i hung up with tape and i was like i wonder if it will just work with tape it doesn't mm. it fell down as mm-hmm. you can see but it is uh the plan is for it to go on either side, either side. and it was that. up for a day and i bet it looked and amazing now I, have to, like, now I have to like really figure out how to put it up there did it look amazing? It looked amazing. Yes. <sighs> okay. When we figure out how to put it up, then we record in front of it. And whoever mm-hmm. is still listening to us now can know what we're talking about in our well, studio. Well, you'll be able to see it in our debt-free stories. Exactly. Recordings. Because it's up for those. Yay. And, yeah. So we're recording this a little bit before the debt-free. It's just a... Recording is is a weird time warp. Uh, it's like we have a time machine, but we don't. Mm, 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 we just mm. have delayed publishing. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot use it to win the lottery in 2017. No. Or to invest in the highest yield <laughs> stocks. But bummer, we can wow you <laughs> with our movie magic. So catch it See starting in the studio. January, I'll tell you right now, when Debt Free Stories premieres, it premieres January 9th. Yes. So oh, man, in. right after the makeover. Mm-hmm. Yes, January 9th. Stay tuned. <sighs> okay. See you then.
Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.